Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. Today we are talking about going beyond just selling to make money on Amazon. We're talking about branding, something many sellers overlook as they are creating their listings and product pages and marketing efforts. So today you will walk away with actionable items to improve your branding on Amazon to grow your sales. With the rapid growth of Amazon over the last decade, sellers have seen a great opportunity to identify a hot product, source it, and sell it. And it's gone really well over the years, but it's starting to get more and more difficult and more and more competitive in order to reach those levels of success. And so sellers and brand owners aren't typically, from what I've seen, very attached to the product or their niche, and they don't spend enough time differentiating their product from the other top sellers on the market. And so in the end, there's a ceiling on the growth potential of their product and their brand. And so what we're going to talk about today is how to add in those branding components that can really help you build a longer term brand asset that can help you build an audience off of Amazon as well. First, I want to talk about a few different things that can really help persuade customers. Three things specifically. So number one, if you can convey in your brand ethos, and then number two is logos, and then number three is pathos. So number one, ethos stands for ethics. And so an example of this would be if you have a product and you know you are making sure that you're abiding by regulations and you don't test your product on animals and you know it's it's done in a very natural, organic way, that will appeal to a customer's ethos, right? So the second thing that you can add into your brand is what we call logos, and that stands for logic. So logic, some examples would be highlighting the superior features of the product, right? The speed, the durability, the size, the weight, uh, the attributes. So appealing to someone's logic. But the third, and arguably what I think is the most important, is the pathos, and that stands for the emotion. An example of this would be, let's say you're selling uh, bubble bath soap, and the bubble bath soap can actually help build a connection between you and your child versus if you're just saying we have the best bubble bath soap because it has, you know, really, uh, you know, safe bubbles, right. And it's the best price, right. That doesn't strike a chord in a mom or a dad's emotional chords, right. So if you can say, you know, in your, in your product listing and on your website, convey that, you know, our product helps you build a relationship with your child. Now you're appealing to their emotional side. And that's how you can get them to become raving fans. On that same note, Simon Sinek, you may have heard of him. He's a renowned motivational speaker. um, And he's got a lot of famous talks, you know, on the web. And one thing that he famously said is that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And so, Think about that. What is the why behind your brand, behind your products? You know, why would someone want to buy from you? What do you guys stand for? And if you can convey that, then it will really come through 
in your listings and help connect with your customers on a whole different level. So let's talk about how to find your why. So how do we know what customers want? What, how do we know why they want things? Number one, the easiest place to start is to simply ask them. Ask your customers what they want, and then you can cater your products and the presentation of your products to them. So if you can solve their problems and appeal to their emotions, that will go a long way. But first, you need to understand what are their problems. So if you already have a customer base and you've been selling for a while now, the best place to start is to go connect with your customers. When was the last time you actually had a conversation with them or you know, you could send them a survey, right? Like a survey monkey or a jot form or a Google form. Or you could just send them an email, you know, sending them a poll and asking them, you know, what are your top pain points? Or, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different great questions that you can ask your customers to understand that data. Another great place to look is your customer reviews. Oftentimes when a customer is writing a review, the emotions and the things that really matter to them will come out in those reviews. And so if you can pull those themes out from the reviews, and especially if they're, you know, the emotional things, like, like I said, if they're like, oh yeah, my kids love this. And that now that's like our nightly ritual is to, you know, have a bubble bath time with my, with my kid, then, you know, then you know that that's, that's a great attribute there that you should make sure that you're including in your overall branding and, and everywhere you can think of. So I think that's a really great place to start is your customer reviews. Another great place on the Amazon product page is there's a customer questions section where customers can ask a bunch of questions. Some, some products out there, they have hundreds of customer questions that have been asked there. And number one, just as a side note, make sure you're answering those questions. Yes, they have uh, room for the other customers and buyers to answer the questions, but it's very important that you as a seller are putting your best possible answer forward towards every question. And reading through those customer questions is a great way to understand your customer's pain points and to find out what problems they're concerned about, what problems you're solving, what's important to them, and incorporating that into your brand. And then Ryan Moran, I mean, he talks about it so much and so well as far as building that brand. What do you stand for? What's unique about your product? Who is your audience? Understanding who your customer is and realizing that you know, you're not just in the bubble bath niche, right? That's not just your, your niche. You, you are in the parent niche. You are in the, the niche of helping make parents' lives better and easier with, you know, connecting with their kids. And there's a lot of products that you could come out with that uh, could, could appeal to that, um, that same thing. You could come out with other bath-related things like soaps and shampoos and um, but other things as well, other physical products that that could end up evolving into really a cohesive brand where you're connecting with the parents on, on a higher level as you brought in your product line. So once you've done that initial research and really just tried to understand your customers, talk to them, read through your customer reviews, and understanding what your customers want and why they want it, and then give some thought as well, well, what do you want to stand for? What do you want your brand to stand for long-term, right? Do you want it to be uh, an eco-friendly, organic brand that 
you know, is promoting health around the world and stands for something? Or do you want a brand that helps bring parents and their kids together, right? And have better, closer relationships. So if you can define what those things are and just do that exercise, once you define it and don't worry about being perfect, just come up with what what your gut says and, and just go with it. Once you have that, the next step is looking at how can I translate that and share my why with my customers? Where are all the places that I can do that? So once you have that, you can put it, a couple places that come to mind are your product packaging, right? Does, does your packaging stand for those same things? Does that pop out? Does it have the same sort of feel and emotional tie to it? Your images on your website, on your product pages, on Amazon, are they representing those sort of uh, principles of what you stand for, right? Do you have a photo of a parent and child enjoying their time and laughing and having fun? And that's something that stands for what you, um, you know, and what your brand stands for. And then after your images and your infographics and your enhanced brand content as well are all up, up to date with, with all of those things that we've discussed, another great place to put it is video. So video is just so much easier to get your branding and your messaging across. And so if you don't have a video that really stands for those things, then it's probably worth making um, you know, another version of, of the video and going back to the drawing board and incorporating those things that we've talked about today. And I actually covered that topic of how to cheaply and quickly make product videos in another episode. So it was, I believe, uh, in the first seven episodes or so, uh, somewhere in there. So another option as well is that if you don't have the bandwidth or you don't think this is up your alley as far as how to you know, overhaul and improve your branding, there's a ton of experts out there that you know specialize in branding and specialize in communicating your why, whether they're copywriters or whether they're branding experts. Um, so it depends on exactly what you're looking for. I mean, at Turnkey, we try to do the same thing uh, with our clients, right? And we that's, we always start with, you know, what does your brand stand for and trying to make sure that that's communicated. So, um, you know, it's definitely worth having someone do it, whether it's yourself or hiring an expert to do it. Uh, it's definitely worth it in the long run if you're building a long-term brand. Another reason to focus on your brand is that it will make your business a lot more sellable. It's basically you're building an asset in your business. And so if you have a real brand and, and when you know when you want to consider selling your business one day, if that's on the table for you, the buyer will recognize, do you really have a brand or do you just have a couple of products that are in a hot niche on Amazon? but you don't actually have any branding or something unique about it. But if you have a brand and you stand for something and that's communicated well, and you have an audience that you're building off of Amazon as well as on Amazon, that really will be a great selling point for when you want to sell your business. I think it will increase the multiple of your business. So definitely worth a long-term investment and in, in getting in front of that as early as possible uh, because it is a long-term strategy and it will pay dividends in the long run. Thanks for listening. So don't underestimate the power of the why and its ability to connect your products with your customer. Keep in mind that everything we talked about today can be applied to both your Amazon listings, your packaging, your website, your product pages, and more.
So take a look at your listings, take a look at your website, and just think from the customer's perspective. If you landed on your page, would you be able to understand a compelling why behind your brand and what does it stand for? So don't be afraid to play around with your listings and your website and on Amazon and off Amazon and engage with your customers to identify why they are there, why are your products different, what do they want out of your product, and highlight that and sell that and you're going to connect with them on a deeper level. So get out there and take action and let us know how it goes. Thank you so much. I'm Jeff and have a good day.